Excuse my somber tone. It is 7.30 in the morning. And not that this is early for me, but it's definitely early for podcasting. Something many of you may not know about me is that I start my days really early. Like Monday to Friday, I am logged into work at 7.30. And um, I never make myself go online. Like I always appear offline because I just don't want anyone to talk to me. I don't want anyone to think I'm available. Uh, please don't send me an email. So, <laughs> but I, I get up early to do work because I just, I think I function better. And truthfully, I just know my peak hours and I am completely useless in the middle of the day. Like 12 to 2 p.m., so useless. Really hope my manager's not listening, but like I cannot do a thing. So I compensate for that by working early and just doing things 7.38 so that I can kind of just chill out those two hours. See, this is what I like about working from home. So I can do that. Like I can start really early because I don't have to commute to work. Not that my commute's very long, but I can just sit here in my sweatpants, do my work, uh, not brush my teeth yet, and we're Gucci. Like I, I'm still getting things done and then I can chill out from like 12 to two, you know, end of day, same amount of things have been completed. I don't really know if I want to go back to the office. I think if I were to go back to the office, it'd probably be twice a week. And I was reading an article this weekend about how a lot of managers and CEOs want employees to come back to the office and say that productivity is really plunging or it's just not at the same level as it was when we were all in office. And I just thought it was funny how the type of people saying this were the people whose bottom lines almost depend on us coming back to the office and being more productive in quotation marks. To be quite honest, I think everyone's been doing such a good job getting their work done working from home. It makes you wonder why people weren't doing it before. You know, like you always had to come into the office to show face. I remember when I was an intern, um, I had a really great manager and he didn't believe in showing face. And so he would, you know, tell me when your work is done, if you wanted to go home, go home. Like, why are you showing face if you're done your work? Um, Or let me work from home if I wanted to. And someone actually complained to him and was like, hey, like, uh, the intern's leaving too early or, uh, you know, like, she should be here more. And, you know, he told me about it, but he was never telling me what to do. It was more just like, hey, an FYI, someone brought this up on the team. And it's like, dude, why is that your business, what I do? Like, if I'm doing my work, what should it matter if I'm in the office or if I left early? Did I not get the job done? Did I not get the job done? Okay. Anyways, so... That is how I feel about coming to the office and showing face. Okay, life update. It has been two weeks since I have podcasted, and um, it's not because I was lazy or busy. It was actually because my mic broke, and I didn't really know what to do about it. I thought about fixing the wire that was broken. I thought about getting a new wire, but I didn't know what this wire was called. And then I thought about just going and buying a new mic, but I didn't really want to do that because like if I was going to buy a new mic, I'd want to like do a lot of research and like pick the best mic. And I already have a few in my mind that I, I would get, but I don't know. It just seemed too rushed because I found out that the mic was broken on the Monday night when I was about to record. And then if I were to buy a new mic, like I still wouldn't have gotten it in time to like release a new episode. It would have had to come out today. So 
I didn't record and I hoped for the best. And um, now I'm using my new roommate's mic. What's that? You have a new roommate? Yes, I do. All right, so that is another big life update, guys. So I have a new roommate. Her name is Anya, and she has been my best friend since I was 12 years old, and we always wanted to live with each other. It was always a thing we talked about. Never thought it would really happen, but it did. And so this past weekend, Anya had moved out in, and... Uh, yeah, it's been smooth sailing. Everything's good. Uh, I had a nice walk with her yesterday. We were just walking around the waterfront and King Street, got some poke bowls, and uh, I'm really excited for you guys to hear more about her. This is like the funniest person in the world. I will challenge anyone on that, and you are going to hear really funny stories about Anya. So I'm not going to go too deep into who she is right now, other than the fact that she is an amazing person, a hip-hop dancer, a Zumba instructor. That's right, I have my own trainer living with me. But yeah, she's new to Toronto, so I'm going to show her around. Not that I'm like an expert or anything. I freaking moved here in the middle of COVID, but I know how to have a good time. So it'll be nice going on adventures. I actually want to have her on the podcast. Here's the thing. Anya knows everything about me. There are so many stories, so many things we've done, so much stupid shit, <laughs> like I can't even I would need her to be here to hype me up <clears throat> pardon my <clears throat> pardon my raspy voice um I would need her to be here to hype me up and also for her to recollect the story in her perspective it's just <laughs> a lot can happen in 12 years guys a lot can happen and high school was a fun time for us all right another big thing that happened last weekend no, the weekend before that was I got vaccinated. That's right. I got my first shot. It was Pfizer. So uh, team Pfizer over here. And uh, I didn't have any side effects. So I'm feeling great about that. I remember that weekend, I was so nervous and like, I didn't want to plan anything because I just, I was preparing to like be at my worst, but no, I was good. Like I just had arm pain after they injected me uh, for a few days. And then I was like a little fatigued, but like I was also back in Ajax. So I could have just been fatigued from the lack of things to do in that town. But yeah, so I highly recommend everyone to go get it if they did not. Like you are fine. Every pandemic was eradicated via vaccine. So why should this one be different? Um, please don't come at me with your conspiracy theories. Speaking of conspiracy theorists, I am really dying for a altercation, a confrontation, some type of conflict. I need conflict. See, I am one of those people who thrives in confrontation. I love it. I live for it. It hypes, it gives me energy. Like, I should have really done debate growing up because I think I really would have. Here's the thing whenever we did like debates in class, I really felt like I was thriving. I was heated. I brought some facts. I don't know. I just, I love being right so much that it just, it gives me this high whenever I have this argument 
or disagreement or to another degree altercation with someone. And I haven't been able to get that during lockdown because I'm not socializing with other people, let alone socializing with people who don't share a similar opinion with me. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that this summer. I really just want to, I really just want to get at it with another person. And I sound, I feel like that sounds so toxic, but I'm an oppositional person. Like when I did my leadership styles inventory, you know, I was extremely high in oppositional. Actually, all red areas I was high. That's like the defensive section of the wheel. And it's it's a character trait. It's not wrong. It means I like to stir the pot, but aren't the most interesting conversations the one that stir the pot, the ones that are contentious? Look at the Israel and Palestine situation. I won't say conflict because that would mean that they have like equal power. They do not. Um, I definitely support Palestine in this. I know I haven't been like putting it on my Instagram, but this has been something I've been talking about with friends who are around me, people who I converse with on a regular basis. So the people who know me know where I stand. And so, like I was saying, those contentious conversations, like they need to be had. They give everyone an opportunity to share their perspective, um, you know, get into a little bit of a, a tussle, which is always fun, you know, uh, verbal tussle. Yeah, I love, I just, I love confrontation. I love stirring the pot. And I think we need people like that. Otherwise, everyone's just going to be very agreeable. And that's not really fun. That's really boring. I don't think people can live that way. So we really do need these oppositional people like myself around because we're the ones who are going to uh, get the conversation going, either in a good or bad way. Last week, I saw an article about Jeff Bezos sexts. And I know this happened two years ago, but why did I not see it the first time? Why was this overlooked? Why did we not talk about the fact that he texts like he's from the 1950s? Like, it's just... I have to read these to you. It's just, it's too much. It's too, it's funny. You know what? He's a, the way I'll explain it to you is he is romantic when he sends those racy texts. And I don't know about you guys, but you know, if I'm sending a sext, it is not romantic. Okay. It is going to be dirty. It is going to be explicit. It has to really just take the imagination somewhere else. I am going to be putting on my best moves on that sext. But Jeff Bezos, he takes a different approach. Okay, so let me read these sexts. Or, <laughs> I don't even want to call them sexts. They just, they really aren't that bad. I'm going to read you these romantic messages. I love you, alive girl. I will show you with my body and my lips and my eyes very soon. You know what I want? I want to get a little drunk with you tonight, not falling down, just a little drunk. I want to talk to you and plan with you, listen and laugh. I basically want to be with you, all caps. Then I want to fall asleep with you and wake up tomorrow and read the paper with you and have coffee with you. What a poet. Such a poetic statement to say, very lovey-dovey. I don't think, 
You know what? I don't think this was, I don't think his intention was to get her off. No, I really think he just wanted to shower her with love. So um, maybe the article is just misleading. Like maybe his raunchy texts are dirty. And you know what? I definitely can see Jeff Bezos as someone who likes to get a little freaky in the bed. I feel like bald guys always have like a, like a kink or like weird things in the bedroom. You know what? I'm not going to use the word weird. Nothing is really weird. Actually, that's a lie. There are certain things that are really fucking weird, but they like things that are not typical of what other people enjoy in the bedroom. Maybe not all bald men, but Jeff Bezos, definitely. Like this guy is a billionaire. You're going to tell me that this billionaire who has access to all resources doesn't have a few things that he likes to introduce into the bedroom or do that maybe us normal people can't? What if he likes to wear alpaca wool while he's getting it on? I can't do that. I'm sure he can, though. He probably has a bunch of alpacas if that's his thing. So, yeah, I think, you know what? I think we just, we don't have access to those texts. I think, you know, we're seeing the very PG version because I just can't believe that someone would send a racy text like that. That's just not racy enough. That doesn't get... It doesn't get anyone off. You know what? I think I need to have an episode on how to sext. I think I didn't realize how many people actually never had sent one before. And now I'm starting to think that I'm weird. You know what? It's because I've always been in like long distance relationships, just being away for university or going on exchange. So it was just really ne- necessary to preserve the relationship. Um, but it's also just like a lot of fun. So I don't know why you wouldn't do it, but... I guess people's comfort levels are different or like if you're not one of those people and you're very cute or shy, then this is very out of your comfort zone. So that is a really great idea. I think next week's, maybe the week after, we'll see. In the future, you're going to see an episode on how to sext. Okay, can someone tell me why men think it's perfectly normal to rise from the dead after you see a girl you used to talk to post a thirst trap? Can I just say that I had at least five men message me asking to hang out or to do a call after I just posted my recent Instagram photo, which is like, fine, like, okay, it's a reminder that I'm hot, but don't think I forgot that you stopped messaging me for no reason or after we hung out or (laughs) my friends and I talk about you. So, like, when you do shit like that, like, you already should know that you were in the group chat, like, guess who just messaged me? And that's totally deserving. You ghosted me, and now you're back because you saw me post a thirst trap. And this happens to so many girls. That's why thirst traps are a thing. It's because it lures men back into our lives who ghosted or just disappeared. I don't know where they went. They don't message me anymore. So... Men just stop doing that. Like, unless you have a good reason for why you stop talking to the girl, don't come back into her life because she posted a really hot photo. Because chances are, in the moment, you're just thinking, oh, wow, yeah, she is really hot. Uh, I should have kept messaging her. But there was a reason you stopped, so don't forget that reason. Did the girl probably deserve it? No. But you are doing more harm than good for a lot of girls. Me, personally, doesn't exactly bother me. I would say it kind of makes me chuckle. It gives me content for this podcast. And uh, truthfully, I haven't met anyone who I think is going to be my husband. So I'm not exactly let down, which is actually a very positive mindset to have. Like if you 
can't see yourself marrying that person, then they're just not worth it. And if they ghost you, then does it really matter because you never really saw life with them? No. If you did though, and then they ghosted and then they pop back up, like that's kind of shitty of the guy to do because you know the girl is going to be excited and she's going to want to see you and like you have no intention of like ever trying to get to know her or get serious so I just I want this cycle to end because I feel like toxic men create crazy women I hate I hate when guys say a girl's crazy because it's like well what did you do to make her crazy or what happened to her for her to have those thoughts you know what I mean like maybe you should talk to her about those things and reassure her and just understand her past like what what happened to showing another human a little empathy is that really so hard or understanding that people are the way they are because of their past but no one wants to put the effort in anymore that's the problem I was talking to my waxing lady Ravi love Ravi she's great talks about me to everyone amazing number one fan and I'm her biggest fan too so she was telling me about how her daughter who's 32 she's a doctor so she's very well educated very loyal good person is having a hard time finding a husband because men aren't interested in getting married and she is and it's just sex is so accessible like why buy the cow when you can drink the milk is that the saying something like that. <laughs> I probably completely butchered that saying but Yeah, so she's saying how it's just so difficult for her to find a husband because just no one her age is looking for that right now. And she's getting older and guys typically want a girl who's a bit younger. And then she's also just, she's a doctor. She's so intimidating to a lot of men, which should not be a thing, by the way. Like I would hope you'd want your significant other to make a lot of money or make equal money um, if possible. And dating's just, it's a little annoying now. It really is. The process of getting to know a person and seeing a person and then getting exclusive and then talking about what you want in the long term and if you want to get married like there's just so many stepping stones to being in a committed long-term relationship that it's getting hard for people to want to commit to that and especially men like I'm calling out men because a lot of women do want a relationship and your number one problem is always oh oh like she wanted a relationship and I just wasn't there And then men handle it in like the worst way possible. Just don't talk to her or get really dry. This is the world we live in. So we've got to adapt, ladies. Also, what's really interesting is that dating now is like so much more difficult because there are just so many social issues in the world and so many different opinions. And I think when you're trying to get to know someone, having a difference in opinion with like human rights or social justice is like a very big thing that maybe you could overcome if they were already your friend but like when you're just meeting a person it becomes a reason to why you would or wouldn't continue seeing them like now a normal conversation topic could be about the situation in the middle east um black lives matter and covid vaccines like those are all very normal topics you can have like in a conversation on a date and how they respond is very telling of where they stand or who they are. And people make quick judgments right away from that. So I would say that dating now is harder because there are so many more reasons to not like the person or get to know the person. I think navigating dating in this time is like, it's it can be a mighty task. And 
right now, I don't know if I have the social skills to go on a date. Like I haven't been on a date in ages. It feels like 54 years. And now I have to like keep up a conversation with a guy and be my best self and look presentable. And it's, it's a lot of work. I might come out of this date really exhausted this date. I don't have a date yet, but I'm just saying, I think a lot of people are going to have an issue, um, going back to dating because it's just so much socialization that they probably didn't have during lockdown. Do we even know how to talk to other humans? Do we know how to entertain other humans? How will you even meet other humans? Like I said before, I think it's just going to have to be backyard barbecues or little patio hangouts with friends and friends of friends. I don't think bars are coming back. So, you know, meeting your man at a bar or your girl probably isn't going to happen this summer. You're most likely going to know them through another person. I'm not going to lie, dating's going to be tough this summer, but uh, I, per usual, will keep you updated on how it goes for me. All right, guys. Well, now that you've been filled in on my life, I think uh, it's time for me to make some breakfast. So thanks for listening. I promise I will be back next week and uh, I will see you with another episode of Busy Making Other Plans. Bye-bye. Scandals. Insatiable.